Hello. Hello. Hi, you're listening to On the Town. Hi, is this Christopher Smothers? Yeah. Hi, it's uh, Tanya calling from On the Town. How are you? I'm good. We are, are on live. I'm very well. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are excited to have you. So, um, so we are doing this podcast today because everyone is doing this um, DNA thing and trying to find out who they are and where they come from. So, you know, recently I did mine, as you know, because you helped me. Uh, and uh, I found out a lot of information that I was surprised about, um, you know, how much African, um, how much not uh, something else and how much something else. So I thought it was all very interesting. And I thought our viewers might like to know, you know, um, how, what, how can I learn a little bit more about this? So we're having you on because please tell people exactly what you do uh, and what you've been doing, but you're um, earning the paper for, but you've been doing it for a while. Okay, well, basically what I do is help other people uh, understand the story of their ancestors and uh, provide them with the professional research and skills to uh, enlighten them on their ancestors' journey to the creation of them <laughs> and, mm. you know, how their ancestors' journeys contribute to who they are. Okay. Interesting. And so uh, tell us about your site. You have um, unearthingyourroots.org. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And exactly what is that for? So basically... Um, Back in January, I started my own for-profit business after I closed my 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. um, that basically allowed me to get more exposure because back then I was trying, I was trying to uh, kind of branch out and, you know, experience what it is like to research for different people of different backgrounds other than just African-American, you know. So uh, back in January, I started my for after I got my certification and I'll continue to go on and get my prof my professional certification at uh, Boston University uh, come next semester in January in the spring. Okay, nice. And um, so, okay, so un Unearthing Your Roots Incorporated uh, is your for-profit business. You, know, you just help people um, make the link or read their ancestry, find people, um, you know, their family members or explain to them certain things. Yeah, basically, we give people insight to the story of their ancestors, and um, some people come in with the different objectives, and we try and cater to people based off of their needs and their uh, ancestral, uh, you know, queries, you know, what they want to know, and hopefully we provide them with the assurance of who they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think the big wow is about the ancestry and the 23 and What's the other side? I, don't, I think it's very, uh, you know, demanding because... You know, we're at a point in history where people really, uh, you know, want to know more about, you know, who they are and where they come from. And it's such an important thing to know that because it makes up a lot of your identity and how you interact with people in the world and uh, your desires as a human being. A lot of it comes back down to, you know, where you come from. Mm. Mm, definitely that. Uh, so I see... Um... There's uh, something that recently that happened, um, you know, ancestry, you did, I did my, uh, my ancestry and uh, I thought I was a certain amount of percentage, but then it came back um, again and switched up on me. I think there's three times now. Uh, so it doesn't, re well, doesn't fully, totally change everything, 
But um, that makes people wonder, you know, is this really real? Because now I knew my I knew my grandmother told me about, um, you know, that we had Native American or something, but I couldn't find mine. And some other cousins found theirs. So I was like, that's weird. But now that they did the switching, then they tested more people. Um, it's it's now coming up. It's not coming up as high as my other cousins. Um, so I don't know what's up with that. But um, but it, it's there now. So um, can you explain that to me so that that can be demystified? Because a lot of people think, oh, this is fake. And the reason why I don't think ancestry and all that stuff is fake is because I found you guys. I found, uh, if you don't know, Christopher is a cousin of mine. But I found my other cousins, um, you know, the Hogan's, the Rochester's. I found them through, uh, I'm not found them. I had already found them, sorry. But I was able to verify that we were blood related. Uh, how about that? And then, and then Christopher, uh, cousin Christopher uh, here helped me uh, link uh, what's what and who's who and how many centimorgans prove whatever it is. So we'll, we can go into that actually. But yeah, just give me a little. Um, well, okay. well, first I will address these uh, DNA modifications. Mm -hmm based off of the recent pool of genetic data that they have added to their database. So basically Ancestry has been able to uh, take new uh, DNA tests and add them to their genetic pool, which uh, they say, you know, gives them more accurate, um, you know, prediction and analysis based off of how many, uh, sequences in your DNA match up with those who have been tested in different regions of the world, which gives us a more accurate insight to how much you are of this, how much you are of that. Now, oral history versus DNA mm -hmm. is very interesting. You know, oral history tells us a lot of things, but when we're born, we go through a product of genetic swapping, okay? okay? And we get more of one ethnicity than some of our other relatives, you know, mm -hmm. um, depending on how distant that connection to that heritage is. So your cousin, you know, could have more uh, Native American DNA because their parents, you know, have a greater percentage of DNA than your parents do. Okay. So it just depends on their distance and, uh, and to that connection and their relationship, you know, with that person long-term oh. and the passing down of the uh, genetics when they're born. Oh. So that's why some people can have, you know, more greater, um, you know, dominance in, a, in an ethnic region than you know, your counterpart or your cousin. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, it's just, I, it makes sense. It's just, uh, you know, when you hear your cousin say, I have enough Native American to claim heritage. And then you're like, well, I only got like 2% or whatever, 5%. <laughs> then you're like, well, I'm only a little bit Native. And then explain this. So when they say Native American, which we all know that Native Americans means that those are the people that founded America and never got credit for it. So, but they came from somewhere else. So that would probably explain why mine says <laughs> something like Chile and, and, um, and, um, but um, oh gosh, uh, South America. Oh wait, where are we at? Um, Chile. It says something. Uh, it's it. It says something that I was. That was a shocker for me. Um, but then again, Lithuania was a shocker for me. Even if it's one percent, uh, it's all a shocker because, you know, I think I'm rather brown skin. Let's say team brown skin, and uh, happily, by the way. Uh, so I just assumed I was like ninety percent African. 
you know? Uh, so, and even though... It is very shocking to learn that you are not who you expect it to be. I think that's what intrigues so many people because, you know, you really get so many with you know so much knowledge so much more desire to have your Mm -hmm. questions answered you know when you you know embark upon this journey you know you really are stumped with so many questions because it's not what you expect right you know right uh but that's why you know you hire a professional or you embark upon your own genealogical journey to solidify the oral history and dna with uh historical documentation that been kept over thousands of years right that's true hmm. well so so when they change it it's because they've tested more people so they've got more in the database but what how does that affect me you know what i'm saying so if they test yeah. twenty thousand africans that, uh, i was saying basically what that does is they find people with i don't want to say pure dna because nobody's really 100% everything, you know, one thing. Uh, But what they do is they find the people who have higher dominance in one specific region, and they use that DNA to compare to your DNA sequences that will be able to separate what, you know, was before Native American. But now that they have that person, you know, that's 98% Brazilian, now they can, or Colombian, now they can pinpoint the difference between Native American and Colombian or Native American and Brazilian and so forth and so on. So they try and find people who are, uh, you know, almost pure mm-hmm. in one region. Well, and, that, you know, that's like, well, that's another question, though. So I have um, some Asians come back as 100% Asian and some only only people I've seen come back 100% is like um, a Senegal or Nigeria. Which one is it? Senegal? Uh, a couple of people from Africa, certain parts of Africa come back 100%. But other than that, very few people come back 100%. But why do Asians come back 100% when we know that they're not, they they have other stuff, you know, going circling around. If you look at how people travel around the globe, you don't even need anyone to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, the right. thing you have to take into account is um, you inherit, you know, 50% from mom, 50% from dad, and the, the contribution that you uh, are born with, you know, will vary depending on both parties, not just one party. So if both parents have a great dominance in, you know, one region, then your DNA is going to be pretty solid, you know. Hmm. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, well, you were saying earlier, there's some people who have greater, you know, DNA or in the Native American region than you do. It could be from that other, you know, if you're related to them by their mother, you know, and they say they're Native American. Oh. It is that their father, you know, has Native American DNA oh. to contribute yeah. to them having a greater percentage. Okay, so that makes a little bit of sense. Um, hmm. So, what if, um, can would you think they can actually make these uh, tests? I think they can easier to decode because when I first got it, I was like overwhelmed, and I was like, "This wasn't what I thought it was. And this was what I thought it was." And oh my god, this wasn't as much percentage. This was percent. I didn't know what the because when way, you say decode, do you mean like like in other words, if I go on and take the ancestry test, I swab my mouth and it back, it comes back to me. It tells me in precise layman terms, not no complicated, nothing read genealogy. You don't need nobody to interpret for you. It clearly says you are a hundred percent African, one percent Chinese, and five percent something. That makes more sense to me. It, it doesn't make the way that they did it was extremely confusing. 
The second one well, usually is how, sorry. usually how they separate it is by uh, nationality, like you know, twenty three percent Benin Togo, mm -hmm. you know, right, thirteen percent uh, Cameroon Congo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so well, I don't know. I just thought it still because it they put the little minus signs there, and then they put this sign. It's 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 not clear and precise. Put it this way: I want mm -hmm. a ten year old to be able to read it. That's how that's how easy it should be. It's I have great. to take that up with ancestry. I mean, oh, I already uh, have. I've sent a letter. Okay. I've sent my little letter out, definitely, because it's just yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But um, but I don't. Yeah, know. it is something, it, especially you know, who eyes aren't really fresh to it or experienced in it. It's like kind of like a maze trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it is definitely something you know a lot of people need guidance in. Because... Hey. Hi, I don't know what happened, but uh, you're listening to On the Town, uh, and uh, just in case it's not, not working the way it's supposed to be, I'll stop it from the top. You're listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper, and um, Tanya Cooper Rochester, I've been adding. That's my other name. Uh, and we're doing a special today on DNA and ancestry testing uh, with Christopher Smothers, who is a... Well, I still call you, is that correct? I still call you a genealogist. Is that yeah. correct? Or I still, mm -hmm. right, because you've been doing the work. So um, it, it's, you know, you've, you've found people, so it makes sense. Right, um, the genealogist in my company. Yes, exactly. So so tell us, uh, your your site um, is uh, unearthingyourroots.org. Unearthing mm -hmm. Okay. And you help people find their... Uh, cousins or family members and you help read read reports and all of the above yes so basically i help people um go into their ancestry by using historical documentation DNA analysis mm -hmm. and, uh, um, genetic research okay nice and uh, how, how long have you been doing this i total mm -hmm. for myself included about eight years Okay, eight years, that's a long time. That's good. How many, do you know how many people you helped find, found a link to? Oh man, I know. Too many? Okay. Oh, I love it so much. I, probably <laughs> I know one of my friends said the other day, hey, you helped me find somebody. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've helped so many people along my journey. I I mean, when I first started, I started doing it for myself and I got about, you know, three, four years in that. And I said, man, there's so many people out here who, you know, really want to know, you know, and have a greater, I'm not going to say have a greater desire, but had more of a reason to right. question, right. you know, where they come from, you know, than I did. I mean, I came from a complete household, both parents married 30 years, mm. you know, I never really had, you know, a reason to, you know, want to, but I think everybody should, you know, know where they come from and their identity. But I, I, I love doing this so much and I wanted to really, take it seriously like get education on how to do this the right way for people and you know do it up to code so that was really a priority for me but when I first started doing research mm -hmm. I uh, prioritized getting exposure to different ethnicities and nationalities you know different types of people from different walks of life mm -hmm. you know poor rich black white Latino you know Mexican it didn't matter I wanted to broaden the spectrum and get exposure to people who you know, wanted to know where they came from, mm -hmm. you know, who their ancestors were and how the story of their ancestors impacted the lives that they live today. Mm 
Okay. Wow. So, um, you know, I got into this to find my family and you helped me find my dad. Um, so tell people, uh, how is it if I, if so ancestry, you do, you know, they send you a kit, you pay the money, they send you a kit, you swab your mouth. Um, they send it back in about eight weeks, maybe, you know, a couple months, whatever. Uh, and, um, and then they tell you where you come from pretty much. Um, so how do you, how does one make the link? Um, cause I was confused on what is Cine Morgan? Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. C- okay, so, C- yeah. Right. Okay. So Cine Morgans are a measurement of DNA you share with a relative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cine Morgans officially in genetics, it's like a map or unit mm-hmm. for measuring genetic linkage. Um, it's the distance between chromosome positions for the, ex- the expected average number of intervening chromosomal crossovers in a single generation. Mm-hmm. So, Cintum organs basically give you the ability to measure uh, based off of the dominance between you and, a, and another cousin, how distantly you are related. So, the higher the Cintum organs, mm-hmm. the closer relationship you are because right. you share that common ancestor together. Right. So like uh, if it's a second cousin, it'll be like 300 and something centimorgans. If it's um, I think it's 1500 or higher, it's a sibling. Right. And uh, a half sibling or is it And it, wait, let me see if I got it right. 900 is half or 1500 thousand or something like that. So basically, if it's like a, a OK, so a full sibling shares anywhere from like. 2300 to 3900 um you know centimorgans that's like both parents you know first cousin is like somewhere from like roughly 600 centimorgans to 330 mm-hmm. you know centimorgans and second cousin is like 100 to 360 something like that and it just goes on down from there okay okay so uh, so tell me this you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so half sibling could be 1300 to 2500. Okay, I haven't had any luck yet. I've, I'm on the site every day checking my thing. Of course, I see that my uh, Cameroon and Congo Southern Bantu changed. It's uh, 42% now. And my benign in Togo went up. I know it's up or down. I think that's, I don't know. Uh, it the My African side went down just a little bit, I think, uh, from before. So that's so uh, strange uh, and disheartening, but whatever. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! Guess what I just saw? I'm look, I'm checking it now as we speak, and I only got four starred matches. I only had three all this time. So somebody just logged in that just did a, a test. That means I, I see this one. One, two. Wait, who could be the other person? Oh, oh my gosh! No, that's not them. I thought it was my brother. Okay, I was excited for nothing. Uh, as I speak to you, I'm doing this because I think it's really cool and cool. Oh, I found another cousin, by the way. She's only a fourth. Yeah, but, yeah. Say, when you get into your DNA matches, it can be very like uh, engrossing and you know overwhelming at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot because especially if they don't write back, you're like, "Hello, I'm trying to find my people." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so don't become you know discouraged. Yeah, no, I'm not. I just I'm just praying one day. For those of you who don't know, I'm Tanya Cooper, their host, and uh, my baby brother was adopted off. Uh, matter of fact, he would be October 6th or 7th is his birthday. Um, how do I know that? Because unfortunately, it was left, fortunately, actually, it was left on my records uh, by accident, and I was able to see through it. Uh, so he um, would be 49. 
years old and he grew up in Elmsford, New York. Uh, his name is Mark and he was adopted to two doctors in Elmsford. Um, one was a psychologist and I'm not sure if that was a medical doctor or what kind, but at any rate, they were African-American. So it should be easy. People pull out the fanners. Let's go. Let's try to find them. Uh, so I almost had some dings on it. Some people from Elmsford in the group put me in the group and said, um, Oh, uh, you know, we think we know who this is. We got, we know redhead with freckles. He was adopted. His parents were doctors. They were black. Uh, we think we know who it is, but they moved. So I was like, great. The cold, you know, the path got cold. So now I'm. Who those people were, what their names were. Huh? Uh, oh, what, no, uh, no, they couldn't remember either. They... No, no, I'm talking about, do you remember who the people who I... thought they. Oh, oh, I'm on a group with them on Facebook. I can easily oh, go back okay. to them. But the family, I used to go to my brother before he got adopted at three. We used to go every weekend to their house or he'd come to our house every weekend. I'd go to Elmsford. So, huh? You think they're still living? Oh, no, I know. I uh, He's 49 years old. They should be unless they died early. Thought that hmm? They knew who the adopted actually, parents were. Actually, I take that back. You know what I thought about? When, when I was young, when I was like, so I was like, if he was three, I was like six or seven, I don't know, six, I don't know, I was about six last, uh, maybe, I don't know if I was six or seven last time I saw him, uh, but either way, um, the fam- the parents were in their, they looked like they were in their 30s, maybe early 40s at the time, Third, I think th- maybe 40 the most, um, because uh, the do- they had a like a five-year-old daughter already. Um, and I forgot her name, but I used to know them and play with them. So that's the irony. And I know the house is right near the Paul Bunyan statue in Elmsford, New York. If anybody knows where that's at, the gas station is a big Paul Bunyan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this on the town again? It's uh, Tanya uh, calling from on the town again. Um so we're back with uh, Christopher Smothers, genealogist, and um, he's the guy. If you need to find a family member, um, uh, adopted sibling, um, what else? Uh, or just know who you are. Christopher Smothers is the guy to call. Um, we thank you so much for being on the show with us. And, um, and I know um, we can tell people to find you at unearthing, unearthing, yourroots.org is that correct yes and they can email you at unearthingyourroots at gmail.com true okay and uh, so I guess um, what else before we wrap it up what, what else I asked you about Santa Morgan's um, let's see is there anything else we need to know when we're looking for someone any special tips you can give us without you know, giving up your information because then we wouldn't need you, right? <laughs> uh, I will say don't be afraid to open up a can of worms mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because a lot of times, you know, it'll take you on a ride that uh, will reveal things that, you know, were <laughs> at one point meant to be, you know, brought to the grave, but <laughs> genetics will find a way to pull that out and reveal itself to those who seek it. Okay. So that's interesting. So we thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, and uh, we'll have you back again when they start updating more. We'll, we might have to need you back for information. Um, is there a number that people can reach you at if they need it? Or should they just try these? Yeah, type? I think we call 678 439 
9485. And we've been talking about genealogy, DNA, Ancestry.com, changing their whole, uh, their whole uh, amount that you are. Uh, and we thank you for clarifying for us and, um, you know, allowing us to see, you know, it's not so hard if you're looking for a sibling that was adopted off like I am or your birth father like I was. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not as much work as we think it is. And another thing, Christopher, I, didn't, I failed to ask you was, so when I find out like what what's the suggestion you can give me so like you told me before to go um i got a death certificate or go and then look for an obituary uh and oftentimes that will give you the name of siblings and then you'll connect address to the address that you knew about to in order to know that that's the person you're looking for yeah um uh okay so <laughs> we're kind of getting that research now uh so basically um vital records are you know main records that Mm -hmm. are attached to your life you know birth marriage and death are main records that include genealogic genealogical history and information regarding you know a person you're trying to find and obituaries are another example of the wealth mm -hmm. uh of knowledge that lies within so like your obituary will acknowledge you know who your parents are who your siblings are who you like to mourn where you're buried all of that information wow. uh, can help researchers uh start you okay. know doing their research Okay, thank you for that pointer. Um, we'll be, um, as you said, we'll be keeping our eye on Ancestry and, and 23andMe and the other site. Uh, do you know, what do you know about GEDmatch.com? That's another one that's new that I've never heard of. Uh, it's a website that will combine your DNA into a pool with your DNA relatives, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of who they took their genetic test with. So. Oh. Match is a really cool website that uh, connects you with the people who you're related to, uh, whether they took it with Ancestry or 23andMe or African, you know, DNA or family tree DNA. Or now, I find that good if you're looking for an adopted pa uh, parent, if you're the, looking for the child or the parent or, or sibling. I find that very good because you don't know what site they're going to test in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, the basic DNA test is very useful. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we know that the uh, powers that be will not be taking our DNA and using it for crimes? Oh, well, when you sign up, there's a legal document that you agree to that entails that your uh, genetic, your raw data, your raw DNA is not being sold to any other um you know, right. testing site just for that website. Now, Ancestry, on the other hand, owns your DNA just as much as you are a 100% owner of your own DNA. Wow, but that's scary. They, also they, they own a lot so, of DNA then, billions. Yeah, but GenMatch, uh, you own every last bit of your DNA, so you don't have to worry about them selling it to anybody else because once you delete it, it's out of their system forever. Oh, and what about, so Ancestry, they would keep it, they can sell it? Um. They just, if or they, they just use it to, to the, for their base guideline. They use it for, um, for a genetic repository. You know, it's in a storage, in a uh, crypto storage, mm -hmm. and uh, they use it for uh, genetic research um, as far as, like, you know, if you have a high concentration in Nigeria or 
Europe or France, mm-hmm. you know, uh, use it to uh, make a, help other people make good connections and uh, gain a more accurate insight into their DNA. And they use it for, um, you know, uh, to develop scientific research off of the uh, characteristics of that person that took the test mm-hmm. and uh, connect you with your relatives. And uh, they have also been known to uh, give your DNA to not everybody, but they have also been known to share your DNA with uh, insurance companies or something like that. Oh, but what? They, that without, yeah. without your permission? Well, they take, I mean, you, you give them permission once you take the test and agree to But how? Uh, register. No, I never knew, I never saw all that in the paperwork. Are you serious? It's in the terms of agreement. I, I, it may be there, but I'm saying I never saw that. I never saw any of that. I never knew. Yeah, if it's I, in the I probably would have I mean, did it if I would have known. They don't do it to everybody. But, but why, uh, why would some they give something that. to an insurance? That doesn't make sense. Why would they randomly say, hey, let me call up uh, State Farm and say, hey, State Farm, here's Tiny's DNA. It's not, it's, it's not like that. Um, it's more like um, you take the test and since they own the DNA, they might have a contract with another person that uh, basically, so they're selling uh, your information. So they're selling your information. That's what that would be. And they're then, selling the they're they're selling their information because they have legal ownership of your DNA as well. Uh, yeah, as but, but okay. So it, for a warning, if uh, you're smart, you probably might not get that test then, because I would have never gotten it. If right. I'd known yeah, it. I would not take it with ancestry unless you're not concerned about you know health coverage. Uh, because some uh, there have been ca- cases where some people were denied health insurance because of their, uh, you know, pre-existing condition or what they have a higher, um, you know, what? But, chance. Yeah, of but wouldn't that only changing. be in twenty three and Me? Because answer she doesn't tell me anything about my health. So why would that? Why would they be allowed to sell something that they don't even well, tell me about? That doesn't make sense. Well, your raw DNA contains uh, information that will give. No. Uh, I, yeah. if, no, I know you're saying it will give them that information, but they never told me that I was testing for that information, thereby how you're would not, that be legal? You're not testing for it? No. Uh, you're testing for your genetic composition. Exactly. So if they, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I mean, if they do it, it's really, uh, that's really sinful. I think that's uh, extremely sinful. And, uh, yeah. and now I'm going to have to research I, that because that's scaring me. It's, it's definitely not cool. Uh, but like I said, they don't do it to everybody. I honestly don't know how they get in contact with uh, insurance companies about that stuff. Well, but- that means somebody's on the take. Somebody's getting played a lot of money, and that's what they're doing. They say, "Hey, I'll find this," and then if they if it runs up in there, then you get because they base. I know. I see how it's done. It's a whole. It's a, a not a scam, but I'll call it a uh, a farce. Where I mean, it's, if, if I have under, access under the counter, you know, yeah, because that's not. That's not the main message ancestry promotes. No, it's not uh, at all. I've never even heard of that. Never heard of that until now. So yeah. um, I'm on a re- I'm on a recording weird. upset because I didn't even know that that even exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, newsflash to the to the newscaster. <laughs> oh wow. We've interrupted a special <laughs> bulletin to bring you scary newscaster. <laughs> you know? It's like <laughs> No, I mean, okay, it's not like I mean, but that's why they tell you you own your DNA just as much as they do, which is why a lot of people, you know, um, uh, what's it called? One, take their information out of the database, yes. the Ancestry. Has. Yeah. But Ancestry has your information even once you take it out. So wow. <laughs> either 
That's scary. Yeah. That's really scary because that means that they can frame African Americans more. They can do a lot. I mean, a lot of things can be done with that. That's why it's scary. And you know, we already have I mean, issues, but so we don't need any more. And you know, we're the first ones people come after. That's yeah. I mean, just the thought. There is just the thought. I'm just saying. There's a possibility that they could frame, but I, I highly doubt. Now, I will tell you this: that there, that DNA testing has revealed, you know, who. Uh, serial killers have been, you know, but I haven't heard a case where they've tried to frame anybody, you know. Uh, well, Central Park joggers, those kids had they had some kind of DNA, but it wasn't those kids, right? They did, yeah, yeah exactly. And then there's other, and actually, you know how fingerprinting started because um, those two, there was two African American men way back in the when in the forties, thirties, I don't know what year that was. It was way back. Um, and matter of fact, it was, what was their name? Um, the fingerprinting started because of them because they looked exactly alike. Like even I couldn't ID the pictures. Uh, and so they were like, oh my God, how are we going to tell these two apart? So that's how they came up with fingerprinting because of these two people who I guess, who knows, maybe they're just cousins or something and didn't know it. I don't know, but they looked exactly alike. So they thought, well, no, we have the right guy. And when they found this guy, they're like, oh, shoot. We thought we had the right guy, but now which one is this? So how can we tell them apart? They look like identical twins. Well, but DNA actually goes deeper than that. I mean, unless your chromosomes line up exactly to what the evidence uh, provides, right. you know, they won't be able to yeah, match. No, yeah, but that sounded good. That sounded good, but in theory. But here's the thing. How did the Central Park joggers get put away? They said they had DNA. And they apparently either they blatantly lied or they used somebody else's DNA and still lied. So something's wrong with the picture. I mean, you know, the justice system is, you know, very corrupt. Oh, yeah. You know, crooked. Crooked. Yeah. Either way, DNA or not, you know, there is people in the work for us, you know, as, uh, you know, Black people in America and minorities in general. So yeah. uh, that's the side. The point of DNA. Okay, so stop being paranoid and just okay. do it very if you want to find find your research. And you know, uh, it's very important you do your research and make sure you know what you're getting into and you know who is for you. Like I can tell you right now, uh, Match does not own your DNA. Twenty Three and Me, I think, has partial ownership, but um, they are not, you know, using it for those purposes. And I know that uh, Family Tree DNA does not own your DNA. Why, so, did, why didn't somebody uh, tell me this? Hello. <laughs> I know. Most people, you know, are so excited and allow their excitement well, to call yeah. their brother. Yeah, I was looking yeah. for my brother and I would do almost anything. I didn't care. Okay, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. That's true. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's true. You did answer you too, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so, so Yeah, so that's how I feel too. All right, we're going to leave it at that because I don't want to, sh- I don't want anybody to stop if they're looking for a sibling because as a, you know, as somebody who was in foster care all those years, it was hard for me to find family. And when that came up, I was like, oh my gosh. So I automatically found 750 something. There are pros and cons for sure. Uh-huh. Say that again. There are more pros than cons for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to focus on those. Okay. So forgive the, the paranoid newscaster. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and the overall results, people, is if you're looking for somebody, uh, you know, 23andMe, uh, Jed Match. Uh, and the fam, what's the other one called? Fam- the family tree DNA. That's right. So you can look those up. And again, Christopher Smothers is our guest. And we are out of here. Uh, we're going to end with the song by Tatiana uh, Cooper, um, To the Moon, it's called. So thank you for listening. And uh, 
Christopher, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for being our guest. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.